Hello ladies and gentlemen, once again, welcome back to Flea Flicker. I'm your host, John Murray, and uh, it is kind of unusual to get a chance on a Monday, on a Monday around almost quarter to um, seven or so, maybe ten minutes after seven, to be precise, but um, it's weird that I get a chance to actually get a chance to do an episode this this uh, during the evening. Uh, I gotta say, it's different. I actually, I'm on vacation this week. It is a, I like to think a well-deserved vacation. Hadn't taken one since January. Here is we're almost towards the end of the year, and that's kind of hard to that's kind of hard to believe, really. That um, that's kind of hard to believe. I guess now we've gone from Thanksgiving, and now now here comes here comes Christmas. I know that's kind of the the bad word to say this time of year, the word Christmas. But you know how it is. You got you know you got to do out. Yeah, I'm not sure some of you know all this Black Friday shopping. There's been a thing with the Black Monday shopping online where you can get deals online from you know, from many different stores out there. So, I mean, I'm sure somebody, some of you have done that. But now, Thanksgiving is behind us. Now we're talking about Christmas. And before you know it, it, it will be here. Um, I'm sure a lot, I'm sure wherever you live, I'm sure you got people that are have already put up decorations. They probably got decorations, lights. They're probably as, so bright they can probably blind, blind you, right? I mean, we all we all have neighbors. We all have neighbors that are like that. They will sit there and you know light you know put so many lights out that it will certainly blind you. And I've, I've known people to do that, and some people I know go all out. But it's tis the season, and it won't be much longer. Uh, won't be longer. Santa will be uh, coming down the chimney and dropping you know, presents off to your to your kids. Um, I certainly I like to I like to say, I hope y'all did have a good Thanksgiving. I know now some people went back to work today because you know because of the holiday, which isn't because of the holiday, which is which I'm, which is great. I mean, again, fortunately, I worked Thanksgiving. I did have the day after off. Went back to work Saturday, and I started my vacation yesterday, so I had a chance to actually, for the first time all year, to sit down and watch NFL games. I don't get a chance to do that again. Uh, again, I usually do a lot of YouTube and catch up on some highlights of games. And give it opinions. That's kind of how I do stuff. I kind of wish I didn't. Now, granted, if I had a job that required me to watch every single game, yeah, and get paid quite a bit of money for it, that's a different ball game in general. But again, I've had a chance to kick back, relaxed, enjoy enjoy watching football. Uh, some very good football games on yesterday. Some nail biters. Some um, overtime games were played yesterday, and we will get to all that. Uh, if we don't get to it in this episode, we'll get to it next episode. For some of my viewers, uh, hopefully I will get a chance to um, get my Actually, I'll be heading out of town on vacation with with the missus. It'll be the first time that the missus and I get a chance to actually be on vacation and be out of town. As my kids, my kids, they will be, my kids will uh, have the place to themselves. Uh, I have a son that's going to be 21 on Wednesday, and that's hard to believe. And when you got it, when you got a uh, when your oldest turns an adult, adult, it um, yeah, it really starts to make you feel that much old. Uh, my kids will be around. Um, they'll take care of the three dogs, a cat, a snake, a gecko, and some birds. So yeah, it is a a zoo, a jungle-filled house, if you want to say so, at my at my place. Uh, as I usually start most of my podcast, uh, for those who join me, who join me. For the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your dog, your cat, uh, 
you know, your coworkers, uh, a random person on the street. I don't care who you invite. Please invite them on in. Please let's let's um let's make this podcast bigger and bigger and bigger because that's exactly what we're gonna, that's exactly what we need to do. And that's exactly what I would want to do. Uh, for those of you from day one, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your dog, your cat, your fellow coworker, a random person on the street. I don't care if you dig some, dig somebody from out of the out of the ground and actually you know give them to listen to the podcast. Please, please do so. And again, uh, the viewership has been has been going up slightly. It's not skyrocketing. I'm not becoming the next Skip Bellows or Colin Cowherd or or, um, or whatever podcast you should listen to. Uh, for those who do not listen to Anchor, yes, I'm on Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Apple, you know, Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Radio Public. We are we on these. We're on these, and hopefully one, hopefully, uh, hopefully soon. I'm hoping to get more that get more companies that will reach out to me and be interested in the show that I'm putting out, the quality I'm trying to put out. As much as I can as possible. Of course, you know, work, when you work, you know, pretty much uh, evening shifts, you don't get a chance to really cut as many episodes as I would like to. But we're getting there. We started this podcast, like I said, on June 24th of last year. I've had fun doing it. I've had fun talking about what else? Uh, NFL football, some fantasy football. But I've had, you know, I've had a lot of fun doing this. I want to continue this. I want to get bigger and better. I know there's a lot of times that I may talk too fast, but that's kind of the norm for me. I've done that all my life. I do talk fast sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes. Uh, usually you have a lot of video thoughts running through your head. That's why you talk fast, and that's kind of why I do. Um, I've bored you quite a bit enough with all that nonsense and a lot of gag and all that stuff. Let's let's jump into something. Let's jump into something. Let's talk about let's talk about a team that has been. On the rise here of late, team had had a little controversy last week, but came back and won big this week. Let's talk about the New York Jets, for example. As we all know, Zach Wilson got benched last week. Matter of fact, he got benched all the way down to a third stringer. Didn't even dress for yesterday's game. Mike White, Mike White, as we all know, is a former backup for the Dallas Cowboys a few years back, and now he's gone. He's now. Right now, the New York Jets starting quarterback, and he had a very good day yesterday. I think three for 300 plus yards, three touchdowns. Two of those touchdowns went to uh, the former Ohio State Buckeye, Garrett Wilson, who I believe in due time could be the new number one receiver for the for the New York Jets, and to me, rightfully so, and going into 2023. Uh, Elijah Moore he caught a couple balls yesterday, but for a good amount of yardage, and he got one touchdown. So Elijah Moore... Got into the got into the act as well. Now Zach Wilson's come out. He has apologized to teammates for saying that um, what he was saying he was taken out of context or he didn't mean what he really meant to say to his team last week. Uh, his teammates have forgiven him, but I tell you what, uh, Mike White stepped in yesterday, did an outstanding job, and like I said, with three hundred yards, three touchdowns, you can't expect anything anything more out of the backup quarterback. I mean, there's times that this year Mike White was actually a third-string quarterback. So, to me, that's saying a lot. Again, the offense, I know they had another injury yesterday at the running back spot. Uh, Michael Carter, I believe he, he got hurt. I do not know the extent of his injuries. I'm sure as the week goes on, we'll find out more. Which means, with that being said, the James Robinson trade that they made with the Jacksonville Jaguars looks to be even that much better. 
by the by the Jets. The defensively, the Jets continue to play a very good defense. Uh, now they didn't deal with they did not deal with the Chicago, but they dealt with uh, did not deal with Justin Fields. I should say yesterday, uh, Justin Fields was hurt. He had a uh, sprained shoulder, and Trevor Simeon stepped in. And Trevor Simeon played fairly well yesterday, and. And Trevor has been this league for several years now, and there's spots where Trevor has been a pretty decent backup quarterback has stepped in and done an okay job. He's done an okay job for the Broncos. He stepped in sometimes last year for the Saints. Did fairly well. So that's Trevor Simeon's job is to step in. Now, I don't know if Justin will play this coming week for the Chicago Bears. That remains to be seen, and I'm sure that we'll get a update as the week goes on about Justin Fields' situation. But for Mike White, again, Mike White is like any other quarterback in this league, in this, you know, any backup quarterback in this league, and there are some good ones. Your job is to step in, whether it's got to be two, three games or more, to step in and steady the ship. And to be honest with you, Mike White did the job. He steadied the ship. And again, the New York Jets are actually, and it's hard for me to say the Jets are in playoff contention. Yes, that's hard for me to say. If you, yeah, I think if you looked at it last night, if you lined it up, Obviously, the Buffalo, I think the Miami Dolphins were like Miami Dolphins, uh, the Ravens, and the Bengals. I think right now the Ravens over the Bengals because of the better division, divisional record. Uh, certainly, the uh, Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs, I think, were like among the tops. I think Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Bengals, and it might have been the New York Jets, are now like in that lead. For that for that wild card spot, who would thought I could sit back and say the New York Jets were in a wild card spot? Again, uh, a lot has turned, you know. But for Mike White, I guess the question that has to be asked is Mike White the quarterback of the future moving forward? Now, to answer the question very simply, I don't think Mike White is the type of guy that I can put in there, you know, for a full seventeen games, expecting to throw three hundred plus yards every week, or you know, throw three, four touchdowns every week. Mike White's going to have his moments like any other quarterback in this league. But Mike White's job is pretty much like a Colt McCoy, for one, and many of the other fantastic backup quarterbacks in this league. It's pretty much the day of the ship. Mike White did his job. Now, Mike, I don't know what Mike White's contract situation is for the Jets, but to be honest with you, he's probably earned himself a contract for the Jets next year, whether it's a backup or or even even they believe he's going to be the starter. Now, the Jets brass has not lost faith in Zach Wilson. They feel Zach Wilson has taken this demotion seriously, and um, we'll see if Zach Wilson can bounce back from. But to me, the vibe is that Zach is going to be the starting quarterback moving forward, at least at some point in time. It might not be Zach based on the bench the rest of the year, and he might have to learn from guys like Mike White or Joe Flacco, for example. But for right now, Mike White seems to be the starting quarterback for the, for the New York Jets. And for the Jets to actually make a playoff, the defense is going to have to continue to play as well as they played all year. Um, the offensive line, yeah, you've got some injuries in the offensive line, but it's still been it's still been somewhat productive. The running game, it's hurting. Michael Carter's hurt. The top, the uh, was kind of shot at rookie of the year. Brees Hall, he's out for the year. So now James Robinson steps in. To be the starting running back, we're assuming maybe Michael Carter be out this week, but James Robinson is a suitable back, is a suitable replacement, suitable replacement. Again, 
Garrett Wilson has had a fine rookie a fine rookie year, maybe the best rookie either him or his former Ohio State teammate. Chris Olivier had probably are probably the two that probably are going to, yeah, are probably maybe the top rookie receivers in this league. Maybe for you know for years to come years to come. To go along with a guy like Justin Jefferson who's heading into his what third year. You know, there's some nice young receivers, so Elijah Moore, you know, maybe Elijah can finally get back on get back on track. He's a I got Elijah. Uh, Elijah, it's kind of a switch from Elijah was towards what last year, at least in training camp, and him and Zach Wilson were on par. On par, they were making nice. Zach was making nice throws. Elijah was making great catches. They seem to have a nice little rapport, and all of a sudden it's gone from there to what happened is like like a uh, a bomb went off, and it just. It just is not working anymore for 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 those two. And of course, you know, we know Elijah Moore's voices opinion. He wanted out and they were not going to trade him. Now again it's very interesting to see if the Jets can continue this pace that they're on and maybe make a playoff. Now I'm interested to see. I know they still gotta play the Buffalo Bills again. I believe they gotta play the New York Jets as well. But to yeah, but to be honest with you right now, I'm interested to see is it's very interesting to see moving forward if this team is legit. And again, right now, Mike White's going to have to be, he's going to have to throw maybe not 300 yards every week, but he's going to have to keep the defense honest. And I'm interested to see that, yes, they played the Chicago Bears yesterday. The Chicago Bears are nowhere near, they're not, yeah, they're not the Buffalo Bills. They are not a top-notch deep, they're not a top-notch defense. If the Jets were against maybe the a team like the Dallas Cowboys has a pretty good defense, I don't know if Mike White would have the success. Or play the Philadelphia Eagles had a pretty decent defense themselves. I don't know if they had that success. Against the New York defense, yes, the offense can get by. But I'm but I'm interested to see can the Jets go up against a pretty good defense. Now I believe now again, I do not know. I have to look up and see who they play this coming week. And I know uh, the Miami Dolphins. A team in their own division has a pretty interesting matchup against the San Francisco 49ers. A game that's going to be very interesting. Very interesting to see how that, that game turns out. But for the Jets moving forward, the defense is going to have to continue to play as well as it has been played most of the year. And Mike White's going to have to, he's going to have to step up his game up that much more. Because the, the running game, the running game played, did well yesterday, even with Michael White. You had, uh, I know James Robinson, I don't think James Robinson didn't play yesterday. You had a guy, Knight. The young man Knight, I believe Knight was a former. I don't. I want to say he was a running back for Southern Cal a few years back. I might be wrong on that. I know Ty Johnson ran the ball a little bit yesterday. He's been on the roster for a few years. So again, it's interesting to see moving forward how much how much can the offense how much can the offense contribute to a pretty decent defense. And moving forward, we'll see if the Jets can. Um, Really, it's going to be very interesting to see the Jets have remaining remainder of their schedule. Again, like I said, they still got to play, I believe, Buffalo. And, you know, it'll be interesting. I'm interested to see and can the Jets, and, and will the Jets, can the Jets hold up to, you know, to the Miami Dolphins, Dolphins who are Tua, who is, Tua is certainly in conversation for the, for the uh, MVP award, along with Jim Hurts, maybe Patrick Mahomes. They might be your top three MVP vote-getters right now. But it's interesting to see what happens moving forward. And, I mean, Mike White had a good game, but can Mike White 
sustain that. Again, like you said, I'm interested in moving forward. Can the, can the offense put up points against, against a pretty solid defense? Against a top-notch defense, that's going to be the main question. And for the defense, has been pretty consistent all year. Can they hold Can they hold my the Dolphin team to a, a low amount of points? Now, they've done a good job against Buffalo last time, but can they do it again against Buffalo next time around? And there's a lot of other teams, a lot of other teams out there that they, I'm interested. Can if the Jets somehow make it make a wild card spot, can they hold up against the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes? Again, a question has to be answered. Now another Chargers, Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen. If Mike Williams comes back, can they hold up to that? And again, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a situation I'm interested to see. But for right now, everything's looking okay for the Jets. And again. Zach Wilson's sitting on the bench, and Zach will continue to be a third-string quarterback until Mike White gets hurt, and then again, Flacco will take over, and then Zach may want to be the backup. But for the Jets, they did look good yesterday, but you got to remind yourself, it's against the Chicago Bears. And the Chicago Bears didn't have Justin Fields, not saying that it would have made a difference if Justin Fields was out there, but I'm interested to see as dynamic of playmakers Justin Fields has been. I'm interested to see could the Jets could the Jets have slowed Fields down? Interesting question. But again, for the Jets, for the Jets, for the Jets faithful it is certainly who'd have thought this this late who thought this late in the year the Jets would be considered a wild card team. The Jets some people the Jets might have thought they'd be one of the worst teams in the AFC this year or in the league for that fact. But again, it shows you that, that the coaching staff has done a great has done an outstanding job. And Moving forward, again, I'm mean, again. I'll keep keep saying this. I'm interested to see if the Jets moving forward are can they be a legitimate contender? Again, the defense has played well, but to me right now, it's not the defense I'm concerned about. Is can Mike White and the offense put up more points on the board? You know, again, and moving forward in 2023, I don't know if I see Mike White as a starting quarterback in 2023. But that could be a possibility. I've always felt that Joe Flacco, he's a veteran. And I thought maybe he would be a better fit than Mike White. But Mike White, at least for game one, has proved me wrong. But moving forward, can Mike White continue to, be, can continue to stay in ship? And that's going to be the big issue. Is Mike White an offense? Can he, can he do enough? With a pretty decent defense, will it be enough to get the Jets in the playoffs? Moving forward, we shall see how far how how far that that really that really goes. Now, certainly, that time it is that time of that time where I really haven't talked much about the Cincinnati Bengals in the last the last few episodes, last several episodes. I've not talked about the Bengals that much at all whatsoever. Now, the Bengals the Bengals got off an zero and two start, but since then the Bengals have been playing winning football, and they did a nice number yesterday on the Tennessee Titans. Especially on Derrick Henry. Now, Derrick Henry broke like it was like a seventy-some yard screen pass, but he fumbled. He fumbled uh, one of the uh, the young cornerback from the University of Nebraska, who I believe is a track star, a track star in Nebraska anyway. Caught up to Derrick Henry, punched the ball out, but Burks, the young rookie receiver from the University of Arkansas, recovered in the end zone. Now, actually, to be honest with you, for the Tennessee Titans, Ryan Tannehill looked fairly looked pretty well yesterday. I thought. Got a chance to watch the whole game. Tannehill looked to me looked pretty decent, matter of fact. Now, again, yeah, again, the Cincinnati Bengals defense did an outstanding job in stopping Derrick Henry, except maybe for that screen pass. 
But on the whole, they did a pretty good job in stopping Derrick Henry and let Ryan Tannehill beat him with the ball. And to me, Ryan Tannehill actually certainly had a much better game than he did in the playoffs against the Bengals last. And again, it's it got down to nitty gritty. It got down to nitty gritty. And uh, again, it was the again it was pretty much at the end of the day it was the pass defense of the, of the Titans that kind of sort of failed them in the end. Uh, T. Higgins got over 100 yards, and he made a nice little. A nice little uh, use, nice little catch, where he pretty much blocked at the uh, defensive back for the uh, Tennessee Titans. Caught the ball back in the end zone, touchdown. Just that big, big body. Now, the Bengals give the Bengals a little bit of credit here. They did. They didn't have Jamar Chase, who was supposed to. Be, who was talking about coming back yesterday. He did not. There's rumor on the street that he will be back next week, and they will need Jamar Chase because there's a rematch of the AFC Championship game lingering between them and the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, a game that I'm going to say has got to be on TV somewhere in some shape and some form. I'm interested in seeing if you want to chase T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and company. I want to see what they can do against the Kansas City Chiefs next week. Should be an interesting game. And I'm interested to see can, yeah, can the uh, Bengals defense stop Patrick Mahomes that's something that gets that's gonna get my attention. But for yesterday, for yesterday, the Bengals did look fairly well against a playoff contending Tennessee Titans. Now, again, Tennessee's like the Bengals. They both got off the 0-2 charge, but Tennessee has picked it up since then. Derrick Henry, who is now the second leading rusher in all of the NFL. I think Josh Jacobs moved ahead of him yesterday with his big day yesterday. But again, that's the Tennessee Titans offense. This is Derrick Henry. And then whatever Ryan Town can give you. But for the Cincinnati Bengals, there was no Jamar Chase yesterday. Joe Mixon was out of the concussion. And as of right now, as of Monday, as of today, uh, that's come out and already said that he is that he is still in concussion protocol. Now, Sammy P. Ryan looked fairly well yesterday. Now, Sammy did go for 100 yards or anything like that, but Sammy did a pretty good job running the football, and he caught, it, he caught his share of passes. Sammy did a, a fairly good job running the football yesterday. Now, at times, the offensive line didn't look well. There's times it didn't look well. Now, again, the offensive line, at times, seems maybe it's starting to come together, but again, Joe Burrow got sacked, got sacked a few times, and again, that's still a concern. Now, when Joe Burrow needed to step step it up, Joe did his job. He stepped it up. Evan McPherson, who has been struggling here lately, has picked it up the last couple of games. He's getting back to where he was in his rookie season. Again, I, but again, for me, the biggest thing with the Bengals is I did not like, I didn't like pass defense. The secondary to me is still a concern. Now, I was impressed. The one defensive back impressed me yesterday was Mike Hilton. Mike Hilton's been this way for many, many years. But he made a nice he made some nice tackles on yeah, on Derrick Henry yesterday. It impressed me a little bit. That impressed me. But moving forward, I'm not the biggest fan in the world on the pass on that pass defense. Now granted, granted you can say, well, since they had Bengals defense only give up sixteen points, that's not bad. It's not really bad at all. But to me, Ryan Tannehill at times looked like Patrick Mahomes yesterday against against them. That is a concern moving forward. And again, we're looking at this coming, yeah, this coming week, you had the Bengals against the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, like we said, a rematch of the AFC Championship game. Now, can't, now to me, and I've always said it, 
Kansas City was beating it was beating the tar out of the Bengals, and then in my opinion is they took the foot off the gas. Instead of blowing them out, they took the foot off the gas. And to me, maybe the Bengals wanted more than Kansas City. That's a take I had on it. Well, I think Kansas City this week is going to be looking for some revenge off of that. Now, now you can make a point that they don't have to worry about Tyreek Hill, which they don't have to worry about Tyreek Hill this year. You still have to worry about Travis Kelsey. The running game has been in, has been in flux. The running game has been in flux the last you know, few years for, for Kansas City. Now, hopefully Joe Mixon can make it back for the Kansas City game. That would be a huge plus, as well as Jamar Chase returning. And again, people have got to wonder, well, who do you go with? Do you go with the Cincinnati Bengals or do you go with the Kansas City Chiefs? I think to me, as of right now, i got to take the Chiefs. There's nobody hotter and hotter in the AFC than the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, to me, I think the Chiefs defense, I mean, I don't know the Chiefs defense. I think Chiefs defense can do enough to stop Burrow and company. Now, if Chase is back and he's fully healthy, I think Chase will still get his his just due. He'll probably still get close to 100 yards and maybe 100 yards receiving. You know, if Mixon plays, Mixon might get Mike's, maybe Mixon gets maybe he might get like 55 or 60 yards rushing. But to me, it'll be interesting. It'll be Burrow against Mahomes. But for the Bengals, they did play well yesterday. They played against a playoff concern team and beat them. And after this slow start, the team has come around. Now it is seven and four. It is tied the Baltimore Ravens for the tops in AFC North. However, what worries me about the Bengals is you look at it, you take a look at their record in, in, in that division. They stuck with Pittsburgh, but they have not beat Cleveland and they have not beaten the Baltimore Ravens. And for the Cleveland, they'll get a returning Deshaun Watson this coming week. Interesting see after almost two years not playing football, how Deshaun Watson is going to play. But for right now, let's 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 call it for what it is. The Bengals are playing good football right now. But I'm interested to see moving forward how this how this how this turns out, how this all all gonna come out for the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, they did play well. They did they 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 stopped the uh, NFL's league rusher Derrick Henry, who no longer has that title that goes to Josh Jacobs right now. And I'm interested to see if Derrick Henry can bounce back next week. But they let it, they let the job was to see if Brian Tannehill can, can beat him. And Brian Tannehill had a good game, much better game than he had in the playoffs. But again, for the Bengals, it was enough to beat the Tennessee Titans once again. Now, the Bengals, I look at the Bengals in a way you look at the Tennessee Titans. You got to remember one time that the Tennessee was in the same division. As the Cincinnati Bengals at one point in time. Of course, you got to remember they were the Houston Oilers at one point in time for the New Tennessee. For Tennessee. And there are, there are a lot of similarities, similarities kind of in, team, in that team a little bit. The Bengals, I would say, more explosive. I'll still take Derrick Henry over Joe Mixon any day of the week. Defensively, the defense is kind of built kind of the same. And again, both both teams have respect for one another because they're both because at one point in time again they were in the same division. Of course, it's different coaching, certainly not different players, but you can imagine. But again, for the Bengals, it's a it's a nice step, it's it's a good step in the right direction. And again, there's no bashing. I'm not bashing the Bengals for the one rare occasions I'm not gonna bash the Bengals this time around. But again, it's a nice victory for a playoff contending team. But again. I'm interested to see next week's going to be one of the true tests. 
can they can they repeat what they did with the Kansas City Chiefs? That's going to be the $64,000 question, is can they do that? If the Bengals can somehow beat Kansas City next week, then maybe, maybe it opens my eyes a little more. Then maybe I'll come out here on my podcast and say, you know, if I'm wrong, the Bengals aren't a playoff team. But to me, next week is the test. They've got to prove to me next week that they can beat, that they can beat the Chiefs once again, I think. And that's going to be telltale sign right there for the Cincinnati Bengals fans. Now we'll go from the the team that was in the, in the Super Bowl last year, the Cincinnati Bengals, to, to the team that beat them last year in the Super Bowl, and that is the Los Angeles Rams. And as it went, as a as it always freshly goes, when it rains, it pours, right? Well, for the for the um, for the Los Angeles Rams, it has been a, a, certainly a torrential downpour this year. Of course, there's a couple more injuries. Matthew Matthew Schrapper, who's, who's got some still concussion issues, he sat again this week. He's got some other ailments he's dealing with, and Sean McVay's not playing. Sean McVay's coming up saying he doesn't know when he'll come back or if he'll come back at all this year. And again, they're going with uh, their backup, John Wolford. I believe he was out with an injury. And Bryce Perkins, who has played fairly well in preseason for the for the Rams the last couple of years. And Perkins is a former University of Virginia, a Virginia alumni. And uh, certainly we all know the horrible situation that's going on at the University of uh, Virginia and the, uh, the killing of three of the players off that football team is a tragedy. Was it uh, Tyler, Taylor Heineke uh, wore some special shoes before the game yesterday with, as, as the commanders took on the Atlanta Falcons? So, again, but Perkins, he has had, he's, he's had some moments in preseason, and he's played the last couple of weeks, and, of course, he's a third-string quarterback, and he's certainly been overwhelmed. Again, with Cooper Cup, he's out several weeks now. More bad news is Allen Robinson, the man he played three, three years was it 42 million or something like that? He is now out. He's out for the year. He might have to have a screw put in his foot. That's the latest report I've heard. Of course, they've had injuries on the offensive line all year long. Uh, the defense has not played up to his capabilities as it, as it can. They sort of missed Vaughn Miller and his pass rushing, shall we say. But for right now, for the Rams, for the Rams and Sean McFay, and I hate to say this, and I hate to use it like this, maybe it's just time to, and you don't want to think like this, and no, no team, whether it's a baseball team, or your football, or your basketball, hockey, whatever professional sport you're in, you don't, you don't want to come out and tell the fans, you don't want to tell your fellow coaches, or you don't want to tell, you know, you don't want to tell your team that, hey, this just wasn't our year, we know we're in week 12, maybe it's time we just, Forget about this year. To me, I don't see where it does any good for Matthew Stratford to come back. You know, maybe, maybe if Wolf, maybe if John Wolford comes back, maybe Wolford becomes a starter. Perkins goes back to being the backup, and maybe you play Wolford and paint. You know, maybe you play Wolford and Perkins the rest of the year. You know, see what you got as possible as a possible number two quarterback for next year, and see if one of these guys can step in when. Matthew Stratford goes down if they can play better. Again, the running game has been a sore spot all year. I mean, you've got Cam Akers, you've got to decide on Cam Akers to be a running back and not 
Yeah. And now Daryl Henderson. Of course, Henderson now is with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He did not play yesterday. Of course, he still has to learn the playbook, their playbook and whatnot. So, but again, inside of Acres, uh, your life Williams from uh, Notre Dame, to be honest with you. If you're the Rams, and I hate to say it like this, but maybe you have to look at what you got moving forward. If Wolfer comes back, is Wolfer or Perkins your quarterback, you know, moving forward for the rest of the year? Um, maybe, you, maybe you start Williams over Acres. Maybe you run Williams, see how far you can get with Williams as your running back. You've lost your top two guys. You've lost Cooper Cup. You've lost Allen Robinson. Now, this is time you see Van. This is time Van Jefferson steps in, becomes another one, number one receiver. Yeah, feed him as much as you can. Let's see. You know, let's see. You know, let's see if he has capability of being maybe at least number two receiver in his league. Um, Atwell, the guy that you drafted a couple of years ago, that you thought was going to be the the reincarnation of Sean Jackson. Yeah, play him more. And get him out there. Let's see if he can be the deep ball threat you think he can be. Um, you know. It's a t- it's it's I hate to say it for the Rams, but it's 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 going to be that time where, hey, maybe we need to like throw our hands up and say, hey, this is just not it for us. Let's you know, let's you know let's you know let's just you know I can't say I don't want to say that you're going to fold it in or you're going to call it in for the year. I don't want to say that or use that term, but it's to the point where maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe you need to wash your hands in the situation and say, hey. This is not it. We need to find out what we got. We need to find out for some of these other players moving forward. And let's see if these guys can part about coming in 2023 plan. And that's something that, you know, like Aaron Donald don't want to hear. Jeff Ranch don't want to hear it. And, and I'm sure guys like Matthew Strapper are probably are ticked off because they're hurt and they want to get on the field. They want, you know, they want to be, you know, be, you know, be out there. But, it's to the point where the Rams have no choice but to, I guess, do that. And again, it's going to be that point in time where Sean McVay is going to have to play some of these younger players and see what he has moving forward. Now, if you look at 2023, yes, Matthew Shackle will still be the quarterback of this football team. But, of course, you're going to need help on the offensive line. Now, as far as running game goes, are you going to stick with Cam Akers? I'm assuming Williams will come back next year. Cooper Cup will be healthy. You figure Van Jefferson will be back. What do you do with Allen Robinson? Do you bring him back next year? And hopefully he gets a hold of the system. You know, um, you know, Higby, Higby, we figured he'll be back, hopefully. You know, um, the defense, Aaron Donald's still there. Jalen Ramsey's still there. Yeah. And again, a healthy Ram team with, with, with some offensive linemen put in place. Do you bring in a running back? I mean, do you go after a guy like Josh Jacobs? I don't Do you go after a guy like a Josh Jacobs? I'm just saying for the sake of argument, do you let a guy like Cam Akers go? And maybe maybe you spend that money once again. Or maybe you do what a lot of organizations do, such as the Green Bay Packers or the Cincinnati Bengals or other or, or you know, the New England Patriots or something like that in an organization. And you sit there and say, Okay, we've gone got our free agency. Now we need to start building building through the draft. And that's something that that's something Sean McVay and Les Snead need to sit down in the offseason and say, okay, it, it, we, need to, we need to build through the draft. I mean, the free agencies, free agencies, they've done okay for us. They did get us a Super Bowl, so I can't really, yeah, you can't complain about it. You did get a Super Bowl last year out, out of getting Matthew Strafford and the Jared Goff deal. Now, 
Goff struggled last year, but he has picked up the pace this year, and he's played he's played fairly well for the Detroit Lions. But for, you know, but for the Rams, it gets to the point. It's getting to the point now where here we're getting to the point where let's forget about this season. Let's see. Let's see what we got moving forward. And I think that's where the that's where Sean McVay, Les Snead, and the organization is going to be at. You got to play if, if John Wolford comes back. Got to play him. Play him and Perkins. Yeah, yeah. Find out which one that you think that that can give you a decent shot to win a few games moving down the road. Down the road. Let Akers and Williams continue to flip flop. Yeah. Let, let him split carriage. Let's see if that strategy works. I don't like the offensive line, but let Van Jefferson. Let him be your he's your unit one receiver. Let's see. Give him more opportunities. Let's see what he's capable of capable of moving forward. Granted, Matthew Shepard's not throwing the football, but can he give a good pull of Wolford to Perkins? Um, Higby's gonna still be out there, yes. But you got other receiver in that lot on that roster. See what Atwell can do. They've had a young man, you know. I mean, you know, and other receivers. Let them, let them see. Let's let's see what they can do moving forward. But again, for the Rams, I know there's a lot. I know there's there's a lot of pride in that locker room. There was a lot of there was the old saying, "Let's let's run it back." Was this was the was a recurring theme? Well, unfortunately, they didn't run it back. They're not going to run it back, and they're going to lose their. They're going. They're not going to be able to defend their championship. Somebody else is going to take that championship. It's going to take the Lombardi Trophy from them. Again, anybody will tell you in this league, it is hard to repeat as a champion. As far as the NFC goes, you can make an argument. Eagles are the best team. Maybe Minnesota. San Francisco 49ers. They played extremely well yesterday. The 49ers. They only scored 13 points. But again, the defense showed up against the Saints. So again... For the Rams, I hate to say it, but it is time. Maybe it's time to look to look towards next season. But for right now, let's see what you got moving forward. Let's just see what you do. You do. You do have in place. Now you're talking about a team that had some um, disappointment. A team that was really supposed to take it all. <laughs> Was supposed to be a playoff contender, maybe win the AFC West, maybe be in the AFC Championship game, and maybe even go as far as an AFC and Super Bowl as the Denver Broncos. And I guess I guess you've heard the latest that um, you heard the latest. I think Russell Wilson came off the field, and one of the defensive, I believe, linemen, I believe, was yelling was yelling over at uh, at Russell Wilson. Now, Russell. Has played it all off the defensive lineman. He has played it. He has played it. He has played it off as well as just, you know, it's frust frustration. Now, if, from the defensive perspective, is this the Denver's defense has not played that bad this year. Sure, it's had some moments, but it, to me, the defense has been a lot better than the offense. It has played fairly well. Now, granted, granted, they you know, granted. You can say that Denver certainly has given up on the season. They played their, they traded their best defensive player, Bradley Chubb. They traded him. So, yeah. Um, but Denver's defense is, is doing the best they can to, you know, it's it's hard. If you're playing in the same division with the Kansas City Chiefs, the Chargers are a pretty good offense. Even the Raiders have a pretty good offense. And the Raiders got on track yesterday against the, the Seattle Seahawks. But again, again, it goes back, it goes back to, with, you know, with the thing with Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson had all this hype when he came in. 
the man traded for him. He was gonna be he was gonna be the answer. He was gonna be the he was gonna be Peyton Manning when it he, he was gonna be what Peyton Manning was to the team when they got him. And that's what Russell Wilson's gonna be. And again you had the running game, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, you had a decent set of running backs. Then again you had Court Sutton, Jared Judy, Tim Patrick. Even KJ Hamler was there as your number four receiver. It's like yeah, it's like you had all this talent. And the pressure was, was on Denver. It was all on Denver. Let's see what they could do if they could deliver. And again, Russell Wilson has struggled. Russell Wilson has looked like he's about 52 years old out there. He doesn't look like the same player. And again, you know, with Russell Wilson, of course, there's been reports from his former Seattle Seahawks teammates that he's not the same guy. He's more of a diva. He's more about himself. Not about his teammates. Those reports have come out. Now, I don't know if he's, you know, and of course, of course, the airplane thing in Denver. I think when they were going to London, um, I don't know if he, I think he was doing exercises on the plane, and I think he was trying to tell, you know, and I think he's, I don't know if he was trying to tell his teammates, this is, this is what you should do to keep yourself loose. Do this and do that. Get yourself ready for the game for this, you know, long, flight yeah from yeah Denver to yeah London I don't know what that situation was about I have to wonder if that is if that was part of the blow that had to be part of the blow up as well and again you can play some you can certainly play some of the blame at the field for Russell Wilson but then again you gotta play some of you know Hackett Nathaniel Hackett also uh you can play certainly play some blame at some of his some of his feet as well of course, you got reports that maybe hacking could be kind of that, what is that college football, college scene, one and done? Yeah. Well, hacking, he could be, there's rumors running around, he could be a one and done, he could be out of there. There's even reports that Russell Wilson could be traded, he, maybe he'll, he'll be traded again. Now, I don't think Russell Wilson's going to be traded again. His contract is, it's going to be hard to give up. Just saying, I think it's going to be hard to give up, and it's, it's not going to be, yeah, and it's going to be hard to get rid of, get off that contract. So we'll see, you know, moving forward if such a thing happens. But a lot has changed. Devontae Williams tore the ACL. Melvin Gordon even got cut because he had fumble issues. Uh, he ended up signing up on the, he's now playing for the division rival, Kansas City Chiefs. He signed to their practice squad. I just read that. Um, and again, it's a, not a bad move for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. They've had running game issues, but. But again, it's not, and that's not bad. Of course, now Sutton, Cortland Sutton has not put up the blockbuster numbers that you thought he was. But then again, with Russell Wilson's struggles, Sutton probably has not got the chance to do so. Judy, Judy has not lived up to his billing. Um, he, at times, he seems to be a bust coming from the University of Alabama. Tim Patrick, he got hurt. He tore his ACL in camp, so he has not played. And KJ Hamill has not really been a, a big factor since they drafted him from Penn State. So if you're the Denver Broncos, what do you do? I mean, you know, to me, this is Denver. To me, this is a year that 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 Denver is going to have to pretty much um, like the Rams. They might have to phone. They got the phone phone again. I don't see the Broncos making the playoffs. Um, to be honest with you, they're not catching the Chiefs. And right now, I think the Chargers are a better football team than certainly. I think they're a better football team than the Broncos. The Raiders actually, the Raiders got a. Pretty big one yesterday. I think I've won a couple, a couple in a row now. 
And now the Raiders are starting to show some signs of life under Josh McDaniels. But, you know, moving forward, again, this is, again, it's, it's, it's sorry to see that it had to come down to that where, where the defensive lineman and Russell Wilson, the star quarterback, were blowing up at each other. Um, you know, and I'm sure that I'm sure that the you know I'm sure the Broncos defense maybe they hadn't publicly come out and said it, but to me the defense has carried this team all year and they've done the best they can. And if the funny thing about it is, if the Broncos offense had played better, then you don't know. You don't know if Russell Wilson had come in and played like he did in the Seattle Seahawks days. You know, let's say Gordon and Javante Williams were were the were a, a great one-two punch, and then you have to look at you know then you got to look at moving forward. Uh, you know if what if Tim Patrick hadn't got hurt. Yeah. Again, there's there's a lot of a lot, again there's a lot of ants, there's a bunch of speculations and everything else on the sun you want to call it. But the thing is, that's the biggest thing with the that's the biggest thing with the Broncos. And again, I'm sure. Again, that blow had more to do with the defense. I think is getting tired of putting the you know the Broncos uh, Broncos offense on his back, and that's exactly what he's doing. We're limiting this team to X amount of points, and you guys can't squeeze something, can't do something. Now, now I get it. If you want to say this, your top two running backs, one has been cut, one is out. You got Latavius Murray has stepped in, has played fairly well since getting in, since they got him. But again, you've got only what Sutton's the only guy you got there. Judy's hurt. Patrick is gone. Nobody's hurt anything for Kim J. <laughs> yeah, Amber whatsoever. Hmm. In the tight end spot. Now again, I like Dorich from UCLA. He shows me something. So you might have something to work at tight end moving forward. The offensive line, it's had injuries on the offensive line. Again, Russell Wilson can't really you know, that's part of that's not Russell Wilson's fault. He can't help the injuries, but he can't help his play. And for whatever reason, there's Russell Wilson. You know, maybe Pete Carroll was slower than we gave him credit for. Maybe he saw the deterioration of Russell Wilson's skills. He figures, I'll let Geno Smith be my quarterback. I can't do nothing worse. And to be honest with you, and don't get me wrong, Geno Smith has put up some nice numbers this year. Could bro, he probably very well be the comeback player of the year. I know some say Barkley could probably would probably get the award, but I might I might give I might give my vote to Jim Smith just for the simple fact is Jim Smith has been a yeah been a uh, he was supposed to be the New York Jets savior at one time right he's bounced around from the from the Chargers the Giants and he came he came basically to Seattle back up Russell Wilson and now he's got the starting job and he has finally. At what is he thirty one years old now? He's actually been a pretty decent starter for the yeah for the Seattle Seahawks. Maybe you know maybe Pete Carroll saw this coming, but Pete Carroll has a thing where he likes to run. You know, he's more of a runner. He wants to run the football and pass secondly. And I think Russell Wilson he wants to pass because Russell Wilson feels he's earned that right to have the offense revolve around him. And Pete Carroll never let him do that. He let it revolve around the running game. Again, when he went to Denver, the offense was revolving around Russell Wilson and that young and that set of receivers. Well, again, it didn't pan out the way Russell Wilson or the Broncos probably even had to have thought about it. Now, again, like I said, speculation is Hackett could wind up not being he could be without could be without a job come next. Yeah, 
you know, come next season. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I see Denver Brask firing Hackett. They might give Hackett another season to clean up his mess. Hopefully, Javante Williams. You don't know how Javante how fast he's going to from ACL injury. You're hoping Tim Batch can recover from ACL injury quickly as well. You know, Sutton be back. What you're going to do with Jerry Judy? Can you trade Jerry Judy off to a to another team? I don't know. Again, that's something that the Broncos have to really sit down this offseason. Again, the Broncos have new ownership. So I'm thinking the new ownership is going to give, is going to give the, the general manager and the head coach, I'm sure they'll give them all the, all the chance to try to, to correct this, right? Is it correctable? It can be correctable, yes, but Russell Wilson's going to have to. But again, I'm sure the Broncos, I'm sure the Broncos and the rest of the, and the um, like I said, I'm sure the coaching staff and like Russell Wilson and the defense itself is probably sitting in since it's just all one of these things where it's just, it's been blown out of proportion. Like, to be honest with you, I don't think it's been blown out of proportion about it. I think it's just frustration coming from the, it's just a lot of frustration is coming from the, like I said, there's, a lot, there's, just, there's just a lot of frustration coming from the Denver Broncos from the offense who is supposed to be a juggernaut, probably top five this year. That's not really to his ability on defense, which is supposed to be a pretty, they're supposed to be maybe a top, top, you know, maybe top ten defense in this league. And this is the thing. Again, this is again same situation. Rams, you chalk it up, you chalk it up again, ladies and gentlemen, to just you chalk it up to you know it's one of those situations where you can say it's, they're blown, they're they're blown out of proportion. Even though the defense is frustrated, the offense plain and simple. You know, Russell Wilson maybe do that. He has not decided to has not decided to allow him allow him. You think that, but I gotta be honest with you guys. It's simply put this I think it's just the frustration is pulled over. They're supposed to be in top 10 AFC, maybe even Super Bowl contender. But then you go from being that possible Super Bowl contender, a possible Super Bowl contender to who knows, who knows to what. And, um, to a team that has certainly has certainly had disappointed. And you have to wonder you have to wonder in due time can Denver can Denver correct all this? And that's gonna be a question. In twenty twenty three, twenty twenty two they're not going to can they correct it? And let's possible to find out who he is. And hell I think Russell's gonna have to find himself again. And Russell's going to have to, you know, he's just got to find who he is. And the injury certain teams got to be healthy. It's one of those two, one of both of them are going to have to. But I think that you can say the tip for tap was something on the sideline that is not, that was not, yeah, that was just something blown up portion. No, it wasn't blown up portion. Simply put, the team was, simply the defense is highly frustrated because the offense has not looked to expectations. And you have to wonder, can the guy, can the fan hack it? Can he, can, will he learn something from this year? Because if he doesn't learn something this year, he's going to want to go on. But I 
think he will be back next season. Russell will be back next season. And you have to wonder. You have to wonder moving forward. Can this team, will this team, can this team bounce back in 2023 and be a playoff contender? It's certainly possible, yes. Russ Wilson's going to dig up. I think he's going to dig up the fountain of youth. He's going to find out. He's going to have to. If Russell Wilson is a diva, he's going to have to change who he is. He's got to cut. He's got to stop being a diva. He's got to listen to his teammates. Listen to the coaching staff. And he's got to change the way he is. Because at the beginning of time, a lot of people thought Russell Wilson was a cool dude. But, yeah, but now, he's kind of living Hollywood, Hollywood life, they say. And Russell needs to come back. That is the case. He needs to come back down to earth. He needs to. He needs to be. He needs to be just like being a quarterback in his league. And we'll find out. And we'll find out in time. We'll find out in time Russell Wilson can do that. But he's going to have to. He's going to have to do that in order for different blockers and for them to move, to move forward. And for that, there was one that blow up and he sat on the sideline. Yes, he did. He's going to have to take a minute. They're going to have to certainly do things. They're going to do things differently. Also, soon Russell will be back, and I'm sure we're going to hike him back in 2023. Things got to be different. We'll see, we'll see how this will be can do because this, this year is pretty much a wash. Let's find out what they can do moving forward in 2023. But again, it's a huge disappointment. That disappointment started all right. Pulled this board over yesterday. I guess for the final thing is let's let's give credit where it's where it's due. Let's let's talk about the let's talk about the nice win that Jacksonville Jaguars had over the Baltimore Ravens yesterday. And it seems like Doug Peterson slowly but surely has started to make, has started to make these guys, and starting to make Jackson Jaguars like a respectable team, even a possible contender, maybe not this year moving forward. Trevor Lawrence looked the best. I think he's ever looked in his career yesterday. He threw for three touchdown passes, uh, a two-point conversion to win the game over the Baltimore Ravens. The Jackson Jaguars defense had actually stepped up and they played and they played extremely and they played extremely well and they played extremely well yesterday as well. Again, you know, again the Ravens at times did move the football. Then again there were times where even Lamar Jackson struggled against the Jackson Jaguars defense. Uh, key fumble box, you know, Gus Edwards. But again, give Jackson more credit where it is due. Where it is due. Certainly, Jacksonville stepped their game up yesterday, and they played extremely, extremely, extremely well. And you got to give, and I got to, you know, Doug Peterson has slowly or slowly brought the Jacksonville Jaguars to some respect, giving them some respectability. And Trevor Lawrence, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is slowly or surely learning, learning on the Doug Peterson, the Doug Peterson tree. Again, you know, Travis Etienne, he, yeah. He was hurt and had to go get it with the Hastings. Hastings got the guy from the 49ers. He was the guy yesterday. He was the he was the he was the lead running back and he played fairly well. But, you know, Christian Kirk has been a nice pickup for the, the Jacksonville Jaguars in the in the offseason. Again. Again, there's there's still be a there's still, there's still a long process, but moving forward, you got like you got Trevor Lawrence, he did play the best game of his career. He still Trevor Lawrence at times still plays Poorly, he still he still has his moments where he's not all the he's not all the way there yet. 
He's not all the way there yet. But again, if he continues to learn under you know Urban under Doug, Doug Peterson, he will yeah, he will get there. You got NTN, you know NTN has done you know, he continues to be the number one running back, offensive line. Still need, it still needs work. He's getting there, but it needs work. You got you, you got to be honest. Let's 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 be honest. I mean, offense. Yeah, you know, I mean, let's be honest with you. As far as the yeah, the running game. You know, as far as say, Christian Brooks has has played well this year. Now Zay Jones, yes, there's times he stepped in. He's, he's played fairly well. Marvin Jones has been in this league for many, many years now. Darcy Davis is Now that he was aging, he was AJ Green's partner. He's like the number two to AJ Green's number one. But again, it's a situation. It's again, it's a situation where. I'd interested to see if this team, yeah. now maybe not this year, but I'm interested to see moving forward. Will they be able to compete the Tennessee Titans moving forward? Again, you know, again, I have to wonder the Colts. You have to wonder if they'll probably go in there and have a new coach. Maybe a new general manager next year. We don't, we don't know. We don't know all of that. That's going to be the proverbial, you know, case, you know, case, case or not. But for Jacksonville, you know, you love what they've done moving forward. And beating a team like the Baltimore Ravens is certainly, is certainly, is certainly good. It's certainly good. It's certainly, you know, it's certainly solid. It's certainly solid. For the Ravens, you have to win for the Ravens in their perspective. You know, it's Lamar Jackson. Yes, he didn't have the greatest game in the world. But without, without, with, be honest, without Lamar Jackson moving forward, how much can the Ravens offense forward? The running game has had its issues this year. Injuries, I get it. Injuries have been. They've lost their top receiver. They've lost their top receiver. I mean, Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson, they got to the point so badly they brought Deshaun Jackson back 35 years old. But Deshaun still can run down, can still run down the field and blow through, and blow through. And not the most defensive backs in this league. And defensively, Ravens defense has improved this year, which is certainly better than it has shown the last couple of years. But for the Ravens, I still feel the Ravens are a team to beat the AFC North, even though the right game at times is questionable. I get it. The receiving court, that's even a little questionable. But for some reason, it's shaking some form. I still think the Ravens will find a way to win the division. Now, I don't know if the, if, if the Ravens will advance. They might drop the first round game, maybe to a, you know, to, to a team like the Buffalo Bills, or maybe like the Miami Dolphins. Or something like that. But for Jacksonville, it is a, a solid victory. They were down. I mean, they were down a couple. They were down a couple touchdowns. Trevor Lawrence brought them back in you know, a two-point conversion, and they won the game. And it doesn't surprise me that Doug Pearson went to a two-point conversion at the time. That's the way Doug Pearson has always has always coached. He does it. He does it. He goes in that Super Bowl run. And now, and now, Jason still sees the Canadian coach in Philadelphia still going for those you know fourth-down plays. It's, it's not a surprise. No, it's not a surprise. I mean, Jacksonville, it's, it might take a little bit of time. I mean, who knows? Maybe next year, Jacksonville Jaguars could be the, the New York Jets or the New York Giants of this year for that fact. I tell you that you don't expect to do much. It might surprise you. To be honest with you, moving it forward, I think Tennessee still might continue to do the AFC South next year. But maybe, maybe Jacksonville can shoot past the Colts and at least be number two in the division. But again, Doug Peterson has got the move in the right direction. Trevor Lawrence had the best, had the best game of his career. 
And maybe Trevor Lawrence's son is starting to come into his own as a quality quarterback in this league. As all the time I have this episode of this show, thank you for joining me. Please take care of yourselves, and I'll talk to you again soon.